going to change gears here for this next segment. How are you feeling about the world we live in? And, of course, that's shaped by the media that you consume and how much. It seems like, and we all feel this, uh, especially since COVID started, it seems like it never ends, right? You're constantly inundated with information. None of it good over the past couple of years, right? It's, it's one thing after another. Uh, and it seems at times to be a little bit much. So what do you do? What is the impact on society of the fact that we're living through this information age and uh, it is so influential? We're going to chat with Neil Fitzpatrick now. Neil is an assistant professor of journalism and communications at McEwen University. Full disclosure, though, Neil used to be my boss over at the TV station. Not, well, I guess it's probably longer than either of us want to remember now, Neil. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I was never really your boy. colleague, a colleague, Shay. A colleague, sure. Okay, we could say that. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, we'll go okay. with colleague. How are you doing? You're now you're a prof over at McEwen. Yeah, uh, yeah, doing well. It's uh, it's a different world in uh, post secondary education as well. We've been pretty much online for the last uh, eighteen months. Although there have been some in person classes, but yeah. it's kind of been a, an adjustment at that end too yeah everybody i mean it's really and truly changed our world in so many ways uh, and not the least of which is uh, media and and the information that we receive and we consume and how much of it uh you recently put together a piece uh dealing with this and you know if people are out there feeling like it's all just too much they can't keep up it's overwhelming and it's having a negative effect on them they're certainly not alone right yeah, it's a, it's a growing trend, um, and you're right. It, it has been particularly noticeable during the pandemic over the last 18 months. But really, it it dates back beyond that. It I think it actually started when Donald Trump was elected yeah. president because he changed the news cycle. He became this you know random, seemingly random, overnight tweeter who would just put out messages and generate headlines whenever he felt like it, and. The media fell for it, frankly, and began reporting on what he was saying. And so the news cycle started to ramp up back then in 2016-17. It's only just intensified over the last uh, 18 months. And, of course, we're all victims of our cell phones. I, I shouldn't say all of us, but many of us are victims of our cell phones. So the news is hitting us, news alerts hitting us 24-7. And it's not hard to understand why some people are yeah. saying, I, I can't deal with it anymore. And they're just tuning out for mental health reasons in many cases. And I think, you know, you make a good point because there's two things going on at the same time. We have um, the news that we're dealing with, um, you know, and, and like you say, it goes back to the whole, the way the media is viewed and everything with Donald Trump. And that changed news uh, forever, I think. Um, and then COVID came along. So not only is it the stories that are out there and the way they're being reported, but just the fact that the amount of information out there, Neil, I mean, it is it is constant. It used to be people tuned into a six o'clock newscast and got their daily update. Not now. It's 24-7, 365 days a year. It is, although I, I might advise people to go back to the old habits of uh, <laughs> tuning on, turning on the news once a day or twice a day. And I, I'm serious, really, because you do have to everything in moderation. Yep. It's the same for for news. It's important to be informed, and don't get me wrong. I'm 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 saying that there there's a huge role for journalism and for journalists to tell us what's going on around the world. But I think uh, news consumers have to be a bit more responsible themselves. They, they, most people now get their news via social media, and so we just have to know when to turn it off and when to, to do something else and then tune in later to find out what the update is. But 
it doesn't have to be our phone first thing in the morning, our phone last thing at night. Um, you know, there's other ways to, to live. Um, and the way that the information that we receive, it's changed. And I don't know the best way to put it. It used to be um, when you when you heard a news story, uh, that was the news story. And, you know, you heard from an official and, and you got you got the facts. Now the facts are completely negotiable. Um, and, and where you get your news has a major impact. Um, and I think all media feels that impact. It's changed the way that we operate and the way that we do things and the distrust that people have of media and all these things. That has been a major influence on people in the industry, more so, I think, than others. But it really has had a major impact on that area, too. It sure has. Uh, you know, the, the level of trust in, in the news media is probably at an all-time low. It's, um, it's never been great. But over the last, uh, again, probably since 2016-17 especially, we've noticed a big dip in the trust level. You know, it's incumbent on journalists and news organizations to do things to try to rebuild that trust. And I, honestly, I don't think they're doing enough. I think uh, in many cases, uh, newsrooms are doing things the same way they were doing them 20 years ago. Uh, and it's time to reevaluate how they're finding the news and what type of news is relevant and important to people. There was some research done just earlier this year, actually, by uh, Daryl Bricker, a well-known Canadian pollster, who, you know, he found people were burned out when it came to consuming news about the pandemic. But he also found that more than half the people they surveyed said that the media should focus less on COVID-19 and more on other important stories. So while there was this, this initial surge of interest in COVID-19 and ratings for, for television, radio, everything went through the roof as people you know, yeah. scrambled to get information, that quickly dipped down and people started to say, it's kind of the same thing over and over and over again. And it's a terrible story. It's a major story. But there's other things going on in the world that I'm interested in as well. And, and I kind of think news organizations have been a bit lazy and said, well, you know, let's lead with the pandemic story again today. Yeah even though there may be other more pressing matters that affect people just as much. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know, you got to get to the point where, like, unless there's something new to report, um, you're just doing the same thing and there are other things happening. What about that trust factor, yeah. though, Neil? Is there a way to restore that? Is there a way to bring that back? Well, I mean, journalists haven't done themselves any favors over the years. Um, you know, many, and not all journalists, but many, I think, feel that they are sort of, you know, above public reproach like they we know what we're doing you trust us we're telling you what the important stories are today when you tune in at six o'clock or when you tune yeah. in at ten thirty, whatever it is that's our job leave it to us but people don't buy that anymore just as they don't have to wait for their favorite show to come on at a certain time of night or they don't have to wait for a movie to come out they can catch it on demand people are more sophisticated news consumers now than they used to be and so they want more from journalists. They want more from news organizations. So one of the things that they, that news organizations, I think, need to do is to be more transparent, to explain to people, in no uncertain terms, how they do their jobs, how reporters get the story, why some stories make it onto the news, but others don't. I don't think news organizations spend enough time doing that. It's just sort of taken for granted. We trust us. We'll, we'll do what we have to do. And I think journalists have to be more proactive about this, I think there's there's reasons to do more audience research to find out what stories are important to people out there, what stories are relevant. I think a lot in, in, in many ways, news organizations have lost their relevance because people can get their news wherever they want, whenever they want, yet 
the newsrooms haven't changed. They haven't adapted enough yet. So rebuilding that trust through uh, transparency is a good thing, being more relevant, finding out what people want, and delivering it to them. Don't just pay them lip service and say, yeah, we've done the research. We know what you want. You like severe weather. No, do the research and find out what stories in this community are important to people. Yeah, and I think you're right, because we do. We, there are certain fallbacks, and you mentioned severe weather. Um, we've all been told, it's all been drilled into our heads, severe weather, that's what people want. And, and so that's what we do over and over and over. And you're right, it has changed so much, even from when you and I were doing this back over at ITV days. Um, it's an entirely different world. The internet has changed everything. And I think you're right, media has to do a better job of adapting to that. And the ones that have... Um, have really capitalized on it. And in a lot of cases, they're the ones that don't follow the rules that people in the quote-unquote mainstream media do. It's the Wild West. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. There are more, uh, I'll call them startups, uh, journalists who are uh, trying to do things a new way. Uh, many, many of the young journalists that I'm teaching at McEwen University, they don't want anything to do with traditional yeah. mainstream media. They want to strike out on their own find a way to tell the stories they want to tell, the stories they feel are important. You know, whether or not they can make a living at it, that's the question these days. But many have told me, you know, I, I don't want to follow that traditional path of working for a small-town radio station at a bigger radio station at a big radio station. Some do. Some still do want that. But many are saying, no, I've got my ideas of my own. and I have stories to tell, and I'll find ways to tell them. And there are ways to tell them nowadays. There are. There, there's no end of ways to tell them. Really interesting discussion. Neil, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. All right, Shay. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. That is Neil Fitzpatrick, okay. who is an assistant professor of journalism and communications at McEwen University.